0: You're listening to Real Talk with MBK, a podcast designed to raise emotional and relational consciousness. I'm your host, Mary Beth Conis. Real Talk with MBK will regularly cover sensitive topics, so, this podcast is for adults only and may contain adult language. Also, Real Talk with MBK is not offering any psychiatric or medical diagnoses. We're here to open up conversation about the beautiful, gritty experience of being human. So if you're ready to awaken your mind and ignite a more creative approach to your life, you're in the right place and welcome. Well, I finally got my teeth cleaned. That's right. That's what we're talking about today. I made it to the dentist. Um, I've been needing to go for about, I don't know, at least nine months. I can feel when I I need to go get my teeth cleaned. So it's been a while. But my teeth are feeling slick and my grill is clean. So I'm real happy. And it makes me want to be, it makes me want to chat a little bit. I feel a little chatty. So I wanted to tell you guys what's been going on in my world with my kids during the quarantine because God knows that's crazy. Um, Let me just start off by saying I feel for all of you mothers and daddies who have children younger than mine. Mine are 8 and 10 and that's enough. That's the age that this quarantine is doable with, everything under, yikes, um, my kids are very independent because I've raised them to be, because I don't, neediness is not a quality that I really um, do well with, so <laughs> like I get it, children are super needy when they're newborns and toddlers and they haven't learned how to make their own food or clean up after themselves when they poo and whatever. The big milestones that I remember just absolutely going head over heels for excitement-wise was um, when they were no longer in car seats and I didn't have to buckle them in and unbuckle them out, when... Obviously, they tied their shoes and rode their bikes and swam. That was a big one when they could swim by themselves. And then when they started taking showers on their own, oh, man. I hated bath time. Like, I hated giving my kids baths. I just didn't like it. I just didn't. I liked that they were really cute when they were wet, and that was it. I was like, I'm over it. I don't want to deal with your slimy bodies and your slipperiness and leaning over the bathtub like I just didn't like it so luckily their dad was um still alive when they were young and had to be bathed a lot um so he always took bath duty which was awesome but and then they got a little bit older and they were still bathing but I could just kind of sit on the toilet and oversee and say oh you need more shampoo or whatever I didn't have to actually do it and then the blessed, blessed day came when they started showering on their own, each, you know, differently but or different times. But God, it was so fantastic. And my kids wake up earlier than me because I I like to stay in bed late in the mornings if I can. And my daughter is a morning person. She wakes up at like six. No, I'm not waking up at six. So she gets her own breakfast. Now she knows how to make her own eggs. I mean, it's just like we're moving up, guys. It's It's been good. So I wanted to... that None of that has anything to do with what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> but then it was a fun story, right? Um, no, I've had a lot of conversations with my kids about feelings and just all the different things that are going on in the world. Oh my gosh, we've had some good conversations. Yesterday we went to the lake and we talked. Gosh, we had so many conversations about fear and overcoming them and like really feeling your fear but not letting it stop you and making a decision um, consciously about what you want to do. If you feel unsafe, then don't do it. But if you know you're safe, because we're telling you you are, Um, and you really want to learn how to do a backflip, or you want to go on the tube, or whatever it is, then push through the fear and try. Keep trying until you get it. Um, Anyways, lots of different talks, and then even with um, everything going on with George Floyd, and the beautiful anger and the emotion that is coming out in our society, I just want to take a second and honor it. It is sacred and it is precious and it is powerful. And I love what is happening. I hate what happened to George Floyd, obviously. It's absolutely tragic. Um, it's heartbreaking. It's devastating. But the uprise that's happening in our society is so needed and so sacred. Um, I talk about it with my kids. You know, we drove by our downtown, our courthouse downtown and, um, saw the protesters. And I just explained to my kids and they, they have me as their mom. So they don't know, you know, they're like, why would anybody treat anybody like that? Like, why would they do that just because he's black or just because of his skin? And I'm like, not everybody thinks like we do or, or, you know, has the same experiences as you, so that's the basic level, right? But what I'm starting to learn myself and now teach my kids is about white privilege. And because for us, you know we're Caucasian, and we just this is our normal, right? Whatever we're living is our normal. Um So we have to actively choose to have our eyes open, to have our ears open and listen. Um, And pay attention and so um, anyways all of these conversations are happening in my home lately and then even with being quarantined and being stuck in the same house together for months on end and indefinitely there you know we didn't know for a long time when we'd be able to go out and see friends and stuff like that it has taken its toll on Um, All of us emotionally and so we've had a lot of conversations about how to process those emotions and um, what's healthy and how to have clean feelings and work through our feelings without pushing them down or just bypassing them. So today I wanted to talk about how talking is hard and if you haven't been raised with a family who has open dialogue and invites truth um, that can sometimes be painful and creates safe spaces for conversation, it can be absolutely paralyzing to get into adulthood and try to be sharing your feelings with people you're trying to have intimacy with or teach your kids how to talk when you don't even know how to fucking do it yourself. So, talking is hard. Here's where we begin. Um, I'm going to just take it to like the ways that I communicate this to my children and also my clients. So with feelings, we just need to start off and understand that feelings are not facts. Okay. So they are reactions to facts or experiences or things that are happening or they are um, kind of replays from our past, and they're a protection mechanism to in place so that we can remember threats and be fearful of them, or be cautious around them. So, uh, or have a lot of emotion that kind of grabs our attention, and we really p- start paying attention and get more conscious about what's happening. So that's the first important factor to remember. Your emotions are part of being human. They are beautiful. If you are not feeling them, then that is a signal that there are probably some walls and some defense mechanisms in place in order to protect. They started off protecting and perhaps now they're at a point where it's kind of hindering your quality of life or your relationships. So, Emotions are good. Um, There are more emotional people and less emotional people and that's fine, but there is a spectrum of feeling that every human will experience. So the question is, what do you do with the feelings and how do you communicate them? Feelings and thoughts and all of these things. The other thing is, is you are not your thoughts, okay? So we don't have to be afraid of our emotions and we don't have to be afraid of our thoughts. And um, working to create a peaceful internal world um, addresses your mental space and your emotional space and kind of what that looks like, getting a blueprint of that, and then finding where you can incorporate maybe some new tools and strategies on coping with different thoughts and feelings. And then talking about them and um, just learning how to manage and process those, okay? So we can teach our kids this from a very, very young age. And you're never too old to learn it as well. So there's hope for all humans. As long as you have a beating heart and a willing heart, you're good. Um, The way you start talking. So here's the, let's just talk about the danger really quick. So understanding the danger of not talking. Um, It will destroy relationships because nobody knows what's going on inside your head and heart, right? We're not going to play a guessing game for the rest of our lives and pretend we know what you think. You have to share those things if you want to be known. Um, And people want to know you. That's part of relationship, right? So if you want a healthy, ongoing, lasting relationship, you're going to need to learn how to communicate your thoughts and feelings because it's um, information about you, uh, doesn't mean it is who you are. So every thought that crosses your mind does not mean that is a fact about me, um, but it is pointing you to um, maybe where you have doubts or where you're really solid in your thinking or um, you have questions that you need to explore, whatever, you know, okay, we know what thoughts are, right? But sometimes, so when my kids get really emotional, I'm just going to use an example, um, my daughter will get really angry sometimes just explosive and we're a very um emotional family and that's probably because I wasn't very emotionally stable for many years through uh, a couple years ago and so so they just saw all the highs and lows and the irritability and the anger and the sadness and all of it and the excitement and joy too in there but um you know they they kind of watched how i process things and learned how to do it too so we're all just we're very open with our emotions and often loud with them which you know for me i'm like that's manageable i can handle them cuz i'm that way so but we're working on it i don't like raising voices and things like that but um it's it's all it's something we're all working on so when my daughter would have these explosive um, outbursts of anger. Eventually, she would come down and calm down, and just say, "I'm so sorry," you know. And usually, start crying, and that's when I recognize the shame comes in, right? Because once we we uh, the emotion passes, because it always will. Feelings are temporary. Emotions are temporary. Um, when it passes, then she's left with this um, hole of shame. And that's where parents can come in and loved ones can come in, swoop in and say, hey, I know you're feeling shame. That makes sense because looking back, you didn't really want to react that way. Um, But it's important to know that you're learning. And so just be conscious of it and let's talk about what you want to do next time and make a plan and um, social, you know, we kind of work through it and I'm like, man, Let's talk about what led into you getting so angry and she would say this or that happened or I didn't get my way here or you said no or, um, you know, my brother didn't want to play with me or whatever it was, something frustrating or fearful happened or she was hurt or um, misunderstood or something like that. And so I'm like, okay, so that's important to recognize when you began feeling that in your body. Um, And she was like, yeah, because it always starts off calmer, right? And the way my son explains it, he's very articulate when it comes to describing his feelings. He'll explain it as, listen, mommy, my, um, my feeling is coming up my feet and through my legs. And he's pointing to his shins and up to his knees. He's like, when it gets up to my knees, I'm mad. And if it goes all the way up to my chest, then I have to start swallowing my tears because... I'll want to scream and cry and then if I do then it goes up to my head and I start throwing things and um, hitting or whatever and um, that's such a great example because your emotions really do begin to rise and if we can get conscious of where they start then we can start communicating there instead of waiting till it's explosive and then everybody gets the picture when you're yelling and screaming and throwing stuff and storming out of rooms. Um, and because that's not healthy and it's not clean anger because you're kind of taking it down on the room, whoever's in there or whatever property. And, and then that's when you're left with this aftermath that you have to clean up. You go back and you have to clean up and that's where shame is bred. That's the breeding ground for shame. Okay. So if we're going to try to avoid the shame or, um, you know, work out conflicts and all our emotions without the shame. We want to get conscious at the beginning of the feeling. So whether it's sadness, whether it's excitement or expectations or literally anything, noticing it, where it starts and originates is very important because that's when you start looking for the opportunity to communicate it. When is this going to be important to... Um, share with my loved one or with the person, necessary person. Okay. So this happens in work situations. When you start to feel that frustration building and that burnout coming, I'm not getting enough sleep. They're demanding more of me. Um, This is too much. I don't feel like I can handle it. I don't feel supported, whatever. Notice, notice the feelings of overwhelm Um, because then it's a ticking clock of when you're going to need to communicate and set boundaries and, and take care of yourself. Okay. So it's the same thing, same thing with emotions. Um, and a little side note, the way I talk about emotions is all emotions are okay. As long as they're clean and clean emotions means you're not taking them out on yourself and harming yourself, harming other people or property. Okay. So you're allowed to be really raging angry. You just are. Okay. It's very, anger is a very informative emotion. It's very important. It shows us what's, what matters to us and what, um, needs justice and what is being wronged or violated. So it's extremely important feeling. However, um, there, we don't need to put that on other people and make other people feel our anger. And we also don't need to, um, take our anger and to a physical, um, point where we're hurting ourselves or destroying property so and it's that way with all emotions so all emotions are okay as long as they're clean and that's where we have to practice some radical responsibility so that is the gist of how to begin to talk about things the first step is recognizing what is going on with you because how are you going to communicate stuff if you don't even know what's going on, okay? So getting conscious of when you're feeling a feeling or uh, recognizing a need or um, identifying something that's off or whatever, that's the first thing. And sometimes it takes a couple weeks to kind of be able to articulate and put some words around it. And sometimes it takes, you know, five minutes and you're like, yeah, I know what this is. Um, But do whatever it takes to be able to find words, um, for what your, what your internal experience is. So if you need to journal around the ideas until you can kind of hone in on, um, what you need to communicate or, uh, have some conversations, I'm an extrovert, so I like to just talk it through with people. Some people find that very annoying. So, um, you know, whatever your process is, meditation. Um, you know, taking a walk, like whatever it is, just begin to feel it in your body, recognize it when it comes up throughout the day, over weeks or whatever, and then and that's where you can start um, learning how to communicate with other people. To hey, I've just been noticing this, or I'm starting to feel this way, and. I think I have a need here I want to I want to talk to you about you know maybe we can discuss this or that um things like that so I hope that gives you just that was like whoo skimming the surface of um where how to begin to have conversations about your internal world but um if you have any questions be sure and email me hello at marybethcones.com all right till next time This conversation isn't just for me and you. It's for friends, family, colleagues, and our children. Please spread the enlightenment with your people. If you found this content to be helpful, be sure to leave a favorable review wherever you're listening from. And if today's real talk was really talking to you, send it to a loved one so they can join the conversation. Thank you again for listening and investing in the betterment of you and the world around you.